Beauty and Brains presents a work in progress. Your favorite weekly podcast all about navigating adulthood and adversity with transparency and vulnerability. Here, we highlight progress over perfection. You're listening to my personal professional development diary, where I share the highs and lows and the real and raw parts of the story that no one talks about. I'm your host, Breland Hunt, a work in progress. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you, that you are as healthy in body as you are sound in mind and strong in spirit. Welcome back to A Work in Progress, the podcast. As you guys can tell by the title of this episode, today we're going to be talking about projecting your insecurities on other people. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. First of all, welcome back. I feel like, obviously, I don't know if it's been more than a month since I've filmed my last podcast episode I low-key haven't been keeping up but I have had this in the notes for a minute okay (laughs) and I thought about this topic to be honest with you guys out of pure frustration that I've received from my mentors and other well-meaning counselors who unknowingly discourage me on my journey to medicine and so I have taken pen to paper and really written out my thoughts and this is going to be like a diary entry just me sharing this with you guys um, as I'm growing to figure out how to deal with people when they project their insecurities on you and I understand we are all a work in progress right that's why we're here so I'm going to share these things with you guys and maybe you're the person who's projecting your insecurities maybe you're the person who's having other people's insecurities projected on you but either way, we gonna talk about it. So let's get into it. So I've talked about this briefly, but I rarely share my frustrations on the topic in order to not come off like rude or dismissive or like I can't take advice. Recently, I did an Instagram live with an organization called Coco Diaries, and she asked me about if I had considered alternate routes of medicine. <sighs> this is a question that I get asked so often that it's extremely frustrating, irritating, and insensitive, especially because normally people want to ask this question during a season of personal disappointment or like a change in the initial plan or the backup plan or the backup backup plan that I either saw myself on, you know, for my journey to medicine or just the typical traditional journey to becoming a doctor. I explained it so eloquently through that Instagram live that I was literally like, please save this so that I can reuse this and be and repost it because I struggle not wanting to pop off on people when they ask me this question because I receive it so often and it is one of the most infuriating things that I receive, especially being a person who shares my journey, all of my journey, authentically my journey with the highs and lows, especially with it being an extremely untraditional journey and especially with me sharing it real time. You guys know I vlog. I've been vlogging since I was literally 17 years old, which is so crazy to think about. But I struggle sometimes with dealing with this thing right here and now and having faith for what's to come. But in the meantime, this is my reality. So how do I share what's going on now and kind of keep this as a timestamp for my testimony without receiving all these like opinions and like I have faith and sometimes I know 
I, most of the time, all the time, I know more about what's going on in my situation than you guys do. But you all are connected to the journey and the story, but you only know, you know, what you see and what's going on. And I don't always want to wait and have to share things retrospectively. Like these are all the things that I went through. And this is now where I'm at, because I feel like there is so much power in the journey in the story, while we are a work in progress. But when you're sharing during the process, it allows for people to insert themselves. And that's where things can get a little tricky, a little messy, a little annoying, infuriating. <laughs> Basically, it can be something that's very, very challenging. Before we get into why, first of all, it's not appropriate to project your insecurities on other people. Let's talk about how harmful it is when people who are close to you or who you go to for counseling do this projecting. I have a great community of people who I go to for counsel and it's been very disheartening that almost all of them during this recent season suggested an alternative plan. It's so hard to be the only one fighting for the vision you have for yourself. It's already hard enough to have to fight your own limiting beliefs while also having to convince people who are supposed to be on your side, who are supposed to be rooting for you. It's hard when you go to somebody to fill up your faith and instead they deplete you even further, confirming your worst nightmare that maybe you don't have what it takes. Maybe you won't accomplish this thing. Maybe you are not cut out for this industry. Maybe what you've always dreamed of and what you've worked so hard for is actually not attainable. So you should try something else. I don't understand how people don't realize how hurtful that is, especially when you're somebody close to me and I'm coming to you for counsel. I also get very offended when followers and people who literally all you have to do is watch the video, look at the Instagram, listen to the podcast, follow along, send your support, decide to project their insecurities on you in your safe space. What does it matter to you if it takes me 30 years to get into medical school? Will it make you feel better if I give up and go on pursuing a career as a PA or a nurse when you and I both know that ultimately I want to become a doctor? Does that make you feel better because you didn't have the tenacity to stick it through? You didn't have the passion for medicine like you see that I have and you don't want it to be something that was wrong with you but instead something that everybody struggles with. So if I can plant this seed and make her think that the same way that I felt and she quits, it validates that what I did was right, that it was fair, that, that it's not that I didn't have what it took, that we all, you wanna feel less alone. And the fact that you would have given up if you were in the same position that I am in, so you try to convince me that that's what I should do. You try to make me feel crazy, belittle and invalidate my feelings as though me trying and continuing on and not being discouraged, regardless of how many setbacks I face or times I lose or knows that I receive, that that's actually the crazy thing to do. Why are you projecting your insecurities onto me? Now, 
I want to try and take a deep look at this question instead of having an accusatory perspective and think about the times that I have projected my insecurities on other people because I'm sure that I have done it before. I'm not perfect. Okay, nobody's perfect. Hannah Montana. So psychology today says that projection is a defense mechanism that people use by unconsciously externalizing difficult emotions and putting them onto others. It all comes down to perspective. We often project our insecurities and our fears onto others. In this way, we try to feel better about ourselves. We do not realize that instead of solving the problem, we're running away from it. This is why people often project our insecurities and fears onto others. So I believe that the key to overcoming this is realizing that we are not all the same. Like it sounds so simple and sometimes it kind of kind of sound cocky like you and I are not the same. But I think it's helpful because maybe your best friend is not affected by what others say to them, but you are. And vice versa, to change this, it's important for you to start seeing the situation from the right perspective, which is that person's perspective if you're going to speak on and into their lives. Again, also having the perspective of why would somebody criticize you, somebody that you love, somebody who's in your inner circle. Now, the people on the internet, that's a different story, but the people in your inner circle, why would they criticize you with the intentions of hurting you? Maybe that person is actually just criticizing what defines them. And in turn, they're defining you in a way that you don't want to be defined as, but they're not doing it to hurt you. They're doing it because it's a reflection of them. This is a defense mechanism. That person is trying to defend themselves from all of those impulses, actions, and thoughts that he or she does not want to recognize as their own. Their inner negativity leads them to project them onto you so that they don't have to assume the responsibility for their problems, accept them, and then solve them. I think this is why mentors and people who I go to for counsel have been leaning on the idea of me kind of like giving up as their piece of advice. Because as a person who I'm going to for counsel, it's literally their job and responsibility to help me solve the problem that I'm currently facing. And unless they've been through it themselves, which while I was writing this out, I realized like that's actually one of my really big problems. I don't have a mentor who has had an untraditional path to medicine, who is, you know, in medicine currently right now, like took the recent MCAT, you know, took many years, maybe took the MCAT multiple times, took many years to get into medical school. And now they're a practicing physician. Now you're practicing OBGYN. Like, let's be honest, getting into medical school is different than it was back in the day. Like, I mean, even just getting into Spelman, it's different. Like I may say like, oh girl, you know, make sure you have some community service. And they're like, girl, it ain't like that no more. Like now you have to be the president of this, the Jack and Jill, this, the this and that, like things are different. And for me, it may seem like, dang, I ain't have to do all that. Maybe this just isn't cut out for you. Because if I was in your shoes back in the day for Spelman, when Spelman wasn't, a, you know, my, I t say this all the time, Spelman wasn't my dream school. So if I didn't get in, I maybe would have told the person like, 
girl, that just may not be the school for you because it's not that hard to get into college where things are different now. So that perspective is just a projection of me because I didn't want to go to Spelman that bad. Thank God it was in God's plan for me to go. So it wasn't that difficult for me to get in. But a better mentor for a person who is maybe having difficulty getting into Spelman, maybe they've been deferred, you know, maybe they didn't make early decision, they're waiting on regular decision, is to probably talk to somebody who is currently at Spelman or is a very recent grad who also got deferred but end up getting in because I can give you life I can speak life into you because I've been there and I know that if I could do it you can do it too so that's something that I actually need to um, do for myself I need to find me a mentor who's been in my shoes that way they can speak life into me because I know that they experience it and they have that perspective. They can relate and also provide solutions to my problem. But anyway, that's the problem that I'm gonna deal with in the future. The point is that I'm going to my current mentors, not always for a solution though, like sometimes just to vent and have community, but because they can't relate, they feel like it is their job as my mentor to solve this problem. And if they were in my position, they would give up they would choose something else. And that's absolutely fine if it's from their perspective, if that would be the best option for them. But again, this is where I get upset because I'm like, if you know that this is not the best option for me, because you know that's not what I want, why would you suggest it? I was just talking to my Spelman sister today and I'm like, you don't want Breland the PA. You don't want Breland the nurse, not because being a nurse isn't good, not because being a PA isn't great, not because they're not respectable fields, but because Breland wants to be a doctor. You don't want a PA who wants to be a doctor. You don't want a nurse who wants to be a doctor. You don't want a PhD, a public health professional who wants to be a doctor because I'm gonna be a real nasty nurse. I'm gonna be a real know-it-all PA. I'm gonna be a PhD trying to operate on people. It's not in my calling. Like what I want to do, what I see myself, I understand that you're like, oh, my feelings hurt for you. I just want you to win. I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable seeing you lose. I'm uncomfortable seeing you struggle. I just want for you to finally win. It's uncomfortable for me to watch. Well, how do you think it feels to live it? And if I haven't given up on myself, and if I still have faith in myself, and if I'm still going, it costs you nothing to sit back and watch and not project your insecurities onto me. Because you're saying that if I was in your shoes, I would give up, I would switch, I would look at different options and I would maybe do those things. But in reality, that's not actually the best advice for me. Because if I were to go on and do those things, I wouldn't be happy because I know deep down that I want to be a doctor. I wouldn't be satisfied because I would know that I wish that I was being a doctor and I wouldn't be good at my job because I wouldn't want my job. I would want another person's job. You never get blessed if you're walking. And also the fact that I know that I'm so called for this, like the resistance that I feel at this point, getting into medicine, becoming a doctor, it honestly kind of inspires me it encouraged me because I know that me becoming a doctor is part of God's destiny for my life and my my life's purpose and so if there's anything that's making me wait I know that it's all for a bigger purpose I may not be able to say what it is now and explain it and show you and tell you about it but I know that it exists and so because of that 
I would never want to walk out of the will of God. Can you imagine me being like, just I'm just going to give up and be a nurse? And again, there's nothing wrong with being a nurse, but there is something wrong with being a nurse if you're doing it because you're giving up being a doctor. Does that make any sense? Please understand where I'm coming from and don't misconstrue my words when I say these things. But imagine the lives that maybe God had set out for me to save the lives that I'm supposed to touch, the people who I'm supposed to speak. Like, imagine I'm not walking in my purpose because I gave up and I chose something that God did not have for me. Maybe I won't be able to touch those people as a nurse, not because nurses can't touch people, but because Breland wasn't supposed to be a nurse. And I just genuinely believe and I know that 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 I'm supposed to be a doctor. So I don't have peace with the idea of doing anything other than that. This resistance doesn't make me stop. It makes me understand that this is not the right time. This is not the right place. It's not the right location. This is not the right school. But it doesn't make me believe that becoming a doctor is not meant for me. And so that's why it frustrates me when people tell me to choose another option because it's absolutely fine if from your perspective that's something that you would do if that would be the best option for you but knowing my God and what I believe for his plan to be for my life that would not be the best option for me and again if somebody is your mentor or somebody who you're going to for counsel they should also know that that's not something that I would want to consider and therefore they should think about the situation from my perspective and try and help me out in ways that won't make me give up on this dream. So like I said, I have some homework after today. I need to find me a mentor in medicine who is now successful and who can continue to encourage me when things don't look like everyone else's path. That way they won't criticize me for not giving up. At the end of the day, criticism can do us a lot of harm. Depending on the day and how strong our self-esteem is at that time, we can either ignore it or it can deeply affect us. And yes, you are the one responsible for how all of that negativity that is projected onto you affects you because you can't control how others will act, but you can control how much you let it affect you. I can say for myself, unfortunately, you guys know, I used to be so heavy and strong on I respond to all of my YouTube comments. That used to be my thing for years. I have my notifications on my phone. Every comment that comes in, I see. If I don't respond to it, it's just because I don't have the time to like text back, but I see all your comments. But recently, I've had to take the notifications off my phone because I'm in a season where I'm too vulnerable to receive negativity projected onto me. I can choose whether or not I call a certain person who I know is not going to give me good advice, but I can't decide, you know, if I'm just going about my day, making myself some cheesy eggs, juicy booty, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight <laughs> decides to comment on my video saying, you should definitely consider doing a PhD in public health because I really feel like that would help you out better. Like I can't control you commenting that, but I can control to a certain extent when and how I receive those things. So if you guys have noticed that I've been a little bit slower or less active on the comments, that's why I'm protecting my peace. And that would be my advice to you. Another piece of advice that I would have for you, I would urge you all to remember that thoughts are seeds to the garden of your mind. Don't give people who will negatively project their thoughts onto you the access to enter your think bank and change the way you see you, yourself, your future, and your God. 
allowing the wrong people to project onto you challenges your identity in places of insecurity by providing you with another thought that will cause you to question yourself, your purpose, and God's plan, either knowingly or unknowingly, and maybe purposefully, you'll then use the fact that you're hungry in this area or desperate in this area to then make choices prematurely. This is a trick of the enemy to prevent you from using your power. We have to be careful on the thoughts we meditate on. The Bible says to think on what is good and true and noble. And we do that by guarding our hearts, but also guarding our minds, guarding our think bank. Simply put, everyone shouldn't have access to your think bank. And if you're in a space where you now have to fight these negative thoughts that have entered into your think bank because of the projection of other people, now we have to work on rebuilding our core beliefs. I will get into medical school. I know that 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 I will become a doctor. I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. I don't have a doubt in my mind. So sometimes when people say things to me, I'll be like, that's so crazy. Because like, I'm going to become a doctor and not a PhD doctor, even though they're great. And not a healthcare professional, even though they're great. I know that I will become a doctor. This is what I choose to believe. No matter what normally happens, no matter the traditional path, no matter what my other Spellman sisters did, my truth is that I will become a doctor. This is what I choose to believe. So what they say may bother me, it may discourage me, it may hurt my feelings, but it will not stop me. I have decided that I will not let it shift the way that I view myself. And I have found joy in the journey and I have made it my mission to not let my anxiety or a scarcity mindset be the engine that runs me away from my purpose and destiny. I can't let fear inspire me to make decisions. Are you letting your fear decide your future for you? And if so, can you genuinely live with that for the rest of your life? In my opinion, And in my experience, nothing good comes from decisions made with anxiety, desperation, or a scarcity mindset. Other people's negative opinions can have you feeling rushed, but I decided when I find myself rushing to make decisions or to move forward in my goals and accomplish something because I feel like I'm behind or I'm moving slow, that's when I need to stop and ask myself, according to whose timing? That's been my new thing. I love it. It's so powerful. It's so strong. It brings you back to Christ. It brings you back to his will and his purpose and his timeline. According to whose timing? You're late according to whose timing? You're rushing. Why are you rushing? You're getting ahead of yourself. That's not your business. It's God's job. It's God's business. If it's not working out right now, if it's not your timing, it's because it's God's timing. And I keep saying this, you want what God wants for you. The fact that it didn't happen now doesn't mean that you're behind, that you're moving slow. Get those out of your think bank. Consistently ask yourself, 
according to whose timing. You're behind according to whose timing. You're moving slow according to whose timing. Because if you really sit and think about it, if it's in God's timing, his timing is perfect. His will for your life is perfect. And if that's what you want for yourself, then you're in perfect timing. With that being said, let's go ahead and move into some kingdom keys because I believe that God speaks to us in various different ways. You feel overlooked. You feel like you've been bypassed. You feel like other people have manipulated circumstances and taken a place that you were supposed to be. But I'm here to tell you, even if in the short term, it might look like they have the advantage that God knows you, that God is coming after you, that He is sending the right people to that place at the right time. And what God is able to do in a moment can reverse anything the enemy has done over the last several years. God has not forgotten you. God has not forsaken you. God is gonna turn the whole thing around in Jesus' name. You can be appreciative and grateful for what you have and still walk in anticipation and expectation of what God's going to do. We're not wanting anything God doesn't want for us. I want what you say you want to give me. That's it. I'm just in passionate pursuit of what you died to give me. See, a real yes will reach past your flesh, past your feelings, past your experience, past your logic, past what's popular, past opinions, and say, God, this is not a yes from my flesh. This is a yes from my spirit. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So the answer is still yes, devil. Come against me is still a yes. Tell me I have no right is still a yes. And the more he persecutes me, the more I'm going to praise him because it's a yes. It was yes. It was settled when he called me, when he chose me. It's a yes. We're going to end this episode off right with a few minutes of guided affirmations to keep our spirits up and focused as we move throughout our day. Remove all distractions and verbally repeat these words after me. I trust that everything is working out for my good. I let go of how I think my life should look and celebrate its amazing reality. I am allowed to be happy even when my life isn't going as planned. I choose courage over fear because I am divinely supported. I am capable of overcoming anything. Giving up on myself is not an option. I believe in myself and refuse to give up. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. You can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're not already watching the pod, make sure you join us over here. The video podcasts are on YouTube at Beauty and Brains. So subscribe to this channel as well. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Breland Hunt or visit my website 
BraylenHunt.com for weekly podcast updates or to contact me to share your story. If you're listening to the pods, make sure you rate it five stars and leave us a review. I love to read them. I really genuinely really appreciate you guys' support on the podcast. I love talking to you guys in this way and I hope to continue to do so. Until next time, be sure to live each day to the fullest because you only live once and give yourself some grace. We are all just a work in progress. Bye.